right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Culturalism. Um, I'm thinking about changing the podcast name. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I like it, but some people don't understand it. And I don't know, I think they think it's something it's not. So I might change it. I have a name in mind, but I don't know. I really like it, but I want it to be, you know, like something that people can just say without feeling weird, I guess. But anyways, this is episode four, right? I think we're on episode four. So I am three and a half weeks out from my bodybuilding show. So a lot of things have changed with the diet, with the schedule, with work. Um, I'm actually thinking about leaving Amazon. If you guys don't know, I drive for Amazon. I deliver fucking packages throughout the week. It's not the worst job, but actually in the beginning, it was really cool because we didn't have to follow like all the fucking rules that Amazon set for us. Like, so if you guys don't know, Amazon contracts companies that drive the van, like the vans for Amazon. So like, it's not Amazon owning the vans or the, or the people that drive the vans. They basically, you know, source other companies for people to drive. So my, my DSP is like the best one because my boss doesn't really give a fuck about what we do on the road or like how we deliver packages. Just as long as the person can get their package, like we're cool. So that was like when I started and this was almost a year ago. I started back in um, almost, no, July. I left LA Fitness, July 2nd was my last day. Yeah, so like almost a year ago. And now, like, ever since the, like, restrictions with the fucking virus has gotten more stricter, and, like, Amazon is pushing these fucking rules on us, like, we never had to wear a a uniform, like, we could just wear, like, a t-shirt and some shorts and we'd be cool. But now we have to wear, like, a full-ass uniform, we have to wear a badge at all times, yeah, there's, like, people at the warehouse that walk around with a fucking, like, pool noodle, and, like, if you're too close to somebody, they'll, like, tap you with it. Dude, that shit is so fucking annoying. Like, we're, like, scrambling to get our carts with our bags that have the packages. Because they only give us, like, 15 minutes. And sometimes they bring us in late to load up. So, like, we'll be, like, literally, like, right beside each other with our fucking carts. And the fucking people are just, like, tapping you on the shoulder with the fucking pool noodle. Like, Like, you can't really do anything about it. So, like, the one day that happened... The girl tapped me on the fucking shoulder with the noodle. I was like, six feet, six feet. And I like took the fucking pool noodle out of her hands and just threw it. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like This shit is so fucking dumb. And like basically nothing happened. Like we put all these restrictions in place and there's no repercussions if you break them. All they say is just, oh, like that driver needs to be like reprimanded and the DSP will handle it how they feel. But nothing really happened to me, so. Or nothing happened at all, actually, so I don't really care. But that's where I'm at with Amazon. Um, With the low days on the carbs, uh, it's really fucking tough because they expect us to deliver all these packages, like 300 packages some days, and 
like a short amount of time. And if you're like really, you know, following the rules and trying to be safe on the road, like you're not going to get done until like 8 p.m. So I'm one of the fastest drivers at my DSP and I usually always get back around like 4.30 or 5 back to the warehouse. I'm usually done delivering by 4 because they usually have us like 35 minutes to 40 minutes away from the warehouse where I'm like delivering at. So like I'm like not running to these houses and shit, but I'm like, you know, a brisk walk, I guess you could say. And like I'm fucking dogging it, dude. This shit is and it's starting to get hot out, like, I'm going to be fucking dead the last three weeks. The good thing is, I have some PTO, so I can take the whole last week off before the show, so I don't have to, you know, have any more fucking miles and miles and miles of walking ahead of me um, until the Saturday of the show. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with Amazon, thinking about leaving. Um, I think... I don't know. I might just get a personal training job at a gym and do DoorDash. Oh, I also started DoorDashing. Didn't tell you guys this. A couple of you saw it on my Instagram and asked me how it was. It's not fucking bad, actually. I um, I did two days last week, and I made $120. And I only worked um, three, three hours. Like, it had me active, like, driving around for, like, four hours but i was only like working like three hours like i've only you know and most of those hours or or time was like me sitting at the fucking restaurant or like pizza place and just waiting for them to give me the order like i made a hundred fucking thirty dollars like in in two and a half hours like this shit was not bad but i don't think um i can just do that full time so doing that as a side hustle um, always have a side hustle. Definitely um, something that you can do easily to supplement your main source of income. That's something that I've been really big into, um, not just recently, but ever since I started working. Like always, you know, have your main career, your main source of income. But you know, start your personal projects, like my t-shirts, my you know, my merch, and then, like, obviously, um, DoorDash will help as well. But that's where I'm at right now in terms of work, so kind of on the fence about everything, but I think after the show, we'll be able to make a clear decision when I have, um, you know, less stress. But uh, as of prep right now, everything's good. Uh, I got three low days in a row, and then I usually have a high day. Uh, last week, we had four high days in a row, um, and we were off most of those days. I think Morgan just wanted to see how I would carb up and fill out um, with the uh, with the carbs um, and, and no like training, because I don't think we're going to train you know, too heavily throughout the last week. So I think you see, he wanted to see how um, my body would respond. Responded good. Um, I was only like 178 at the highest, and then I usually wake up now like 173, 172. Um, I still got a little bit of fat on the abs, um, and that's going to bring me into <laughs> the big announcement. Um, so if you guys don't know already, don't follow me on Instagram. I've been living under a rock. We switched to physique. 
Yep, physique. So I think it was a good audible on our part because I'm, like I said, I usually wake up like 172. And for my class, class B, that's like 5'7 and up to 5'9. Like the weight cap is like 187. So I'm like severely under the weight cap, but I'm going to be in shape. And I think it's a better move for us to go to physique and where there's no weight cap and we can just, you know, have a good structure, have a good complete physique and, you know, get first call outs and I see myself top three um, rather than going into classic and getting lost in the call outs just because of sheer size. Um, I can't, you know, stand with the guys they are, you know, 10, 15 pounds bigger than me. So that's where we're at right now. We're, we're training for the first physique show. I have always said that I would maybe do a physique show since I started competing. Like my friend Nate has, you know, put it in my uh, head that I maybe should do one, a couple people in college. And then my friend Mike, who's helping me pose, um, has been trying to get me to do one. So I think we're, we're going to really make a statement. And from what I've seen, man, like, I'm not fucking impressed with any of these overall winners or or class winners that I've seen on like the recent shows. I mean, there's been like one dude that I was was like, okay, that dude definitely, you know, ran that show, but everybody else just looked, you know, small. They didn't really have that much conditioning going for them, but I think what physique is about is more of just like the flow of your physique. Um, and how like I don't I want to I don't want to say it's like a conditioning contest because I th- I don't think that's what they're going for, but obviously you want to be you know some sort of shredded and the guys I've seen haven't really had that great conditioning so I'm sitting at probably the most lean I've ever been right now at three and a half weeks out I haven't had a fat burner at all um, I'm only doing what. Uh, 45 to 50 minutes of cardio a week and I still have a little bit of fat to lose so I'm like really fucking excited um, when you know with what we can do this year so I'm hoping for the top three um, I have no expectations for this show I'm except for you know just do my best um, I know my coach isn't gonna leave me wrong and with that whole week off from work um, I'm gonna be able to give him more accurate information you know with my body and how it's responding that last week. Um, The last time we did a show, I was basically working like the last whole week and I had like two days off before the show. So we were kind of scrambling to put together what we needed to do to, you know, fill me out um, and all that shit. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I think this is going to be a good uh, step for the, for the competitive career. And Hey, if we can take this and run the fucking division, I'm completely on board with it. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, I have been getting some questions on where is the fucking merch. Um, Bear with me because the people that we use now for the fucking merch have not sent me the sample yet for the hoodie that I want to put out. They take so fucking long and it's like it could be coming this day or be coming, you know, fucking next week. And they don't update the like printing status or shipping status for days at a time. So I'm really thinking about switching 
and just doing my own printing and handling of the garments um, and pieces of merch that I send out just so I can, you know, have more control over it because it's fucking annoying to have these or the shipper, you know, not update people that order for like three or four days and you're like, where's my fucking package? And then I get pushed back from that. So thinking about buying a print press, um, you know, and inks and shit and just, you know, doing pre-orders like I used to do, that was a lot easier. So I still know how to make the screens. I still know how to do everything with the printing press and shit. So I think that's what we're probably going to end up doing. But bear with me. The hoodies are coming. Um, I have a lot of designs that I haven't shown anybody. I've been working on them tirelessly. I think you guys will really like this next hoodie I'm putting out. Um, it's the Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and New York hoodie. Uh, whenever I get the samples, whenever I will, you know, put it up available for uh, purchase. But until I get it, uh, just kind of playing the fucking waiting game. So that brings us into this week's episode. Um, what I wanted to talk about this week is basically, um, you know, every struggle that we go through, every hardship, every, you know, setback that you might encounter in life. Um, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, um, but I don't think we really went into it. That's a fucking lesson that you are going through. If it's financial, um, mental, or physical um, hardships, there's a lesson in it all. And if you don't have the mental fortitude and just sheer will to get through it, I think you're going to be given the same hardship throughout your life until you finally get it. Let's take my example for um, just, I guess, financially. Like, So if you guys don't know, when I did my last show, that was like the downward spiral um, in terms of like money with me. So I was working a job. I left um, the car company. I used to take photos of the cars and like put them up on the website for dealerships. It wasn't a bad job. I left it just because I didn't like driving my own fucking personal car um, to different dealerships. Um, and then I got into life insurance. And the story with this fucking company is basically before you even be can become an agent, you have to take the fucking like state exam. And then the state exam is like 120 or $130 to take uh, for you to get licensed. So... I failed this fucking course twice. And this is three weeks um, of basically me just studying for this fucking shit. And I failed it twice. So I'm like a hundred forty or two hundred forty and you know almost three hundred dollars into fucking um debt right now with, with no paycheck from this uh, life insurance company. So I put my head down, I finally passed it on the third time, and then it's I think it's supposed to be like a seven week, um, you know, training course. Uh, so you'll go out with a different agent that has a little bit more experience than you. You'll go through everything you need to learn how to solicit business, how to get to talk to the people you need to talk to within the companies that you're going to, uh, to sell them fucking like life insurance. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll get a paycheck soon. Um, and basically, your supervising agent was going to take a pay cut uh, for you to get some sort of money during the seven-week period. And 
I was like, all right, well, you know, we got some money coming. Um, let's just get through this. Um, and the, like faster we can, you know, get my clients rolling and get people signed up for this shit. You know, the more money that's in my pocket. So I go through the seven week course and they basically tell me, oh, it's not really paid training. We're just, you know, showing you what to do. And then your first client is your first paycheck. So I'm like really fucking pissed at this point. And I just end up leaving. Like I didn't have barely any money in my bank account. My bank account was already negative. Um, I was getting that, you know, negative fee you get every day. It's like $42 um, each day that your account's in negative. So I was going more into negative just by being in negative. Um, and basically when I quit, I'm like, yo, like you haven't given me a paycheck and these other people that you hired are also expressing the same, you know, fucking opinion of us not getting paid, um, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. So fuck you. And then I quit. And then like the day after I quit, they're like, well, we need you to come in and, you know, return everything with our trade secrets and shit. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I go into the office and they're like, hey, I got a paycheck for you finally. Too bad it's your last day. I'm like, all right, well, cool. Like, At least it's something in my pocket. And then I get the check. It's two checks. One, my name is spelled completely wrong. I can tell they don't give a fuck about how they, you know, treat their employees. I can hear the agent and then her supervising agent talking about Oh, his name's wrong on this check, but it's not on this one. And she's like, whatever, give it to him. It's his last day. So I was like, all right, well, fuck you too. So the one check I get is $150, $70 or something like that. So I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? And then I look at the next check. It's even fucking worse. My name is spelled wrong. My last name is completely spelled wrong. And that last check, I will never fucking forget. I took a picture of it. It's on my phone. 50 fucking dollars. 50 fucking dollars. So let's go through. Let's go back. We're talking about nine and a half weeks almost of work. And you gave me like 230 bucks. Are you fucking kidding me? And like at the time, like I was still trying to be professional with them. So I didn't say anything until I was like walking out like in the elevator. But like, I've never felt like wrath. Like I wanted to level that fucking building and like just destroy the whole fucking building. Like I've never felt like that. That's the first time I, I think I felt wrath. Like there's anger and then there's wrath. I've felt wrath that day. That building wanted to get fucked up. <laughs> like, so I'm like walking out to the car. I'm like, man, like, I don't know what we're going to do. The show's in like two, maybe one and a half weeks at this point. So I'm just like, man, like, fuck it. So I maxed out my credit card on the last three things that I need for the show. My tan, the hotel, my entry fee, um, and like the NPC card that you need to buy. So that's the last three things that I've bought. Um, in 2019 on my credit card for I maxed my credit limit. Uh, fast forward, we get to the show, and then we somehow are still floating. Um, I'm finding a way to make money. Um, 
after the show, I go back to LA Fitness just as, because it's like a system that I know and I can you know easily just rake in memberships and all that shit. Um, then the pandemic hits uh, March. We close down, living on unemployment from LA Fitness and shit. And then that's like when I learned the value of money because I paid off all my like debt and I paid my bills that were like outstanding from when I had fucking like no money. And I wasn't just like, you know, 50 bucks negative in my account. Like I was like 200, $300, $400 negative in my account. So my paycheck from LA Fitness, half of it would go to my account just to get me back to zero. So I would have like very little money left over to pay my bills and shit. So thankfully, I don't want to say thankfully, but, uh, you know, that unemployment did help. The stimulus checks did help um, to get me back afloat. So before that, I was just spending my money on frivolous shit. Like I would just buy stuff because I wanted it. I would buy stuff because I thought I would need it. Like I would max the credit card out. Um, and I didn't really have a job in college because, um, there was really no time for me to fucking have a job in college. So I was basically living off my credit card and my parents would pay, um, a little bit a month, but I would be, you know, spending more than I could pay down. So that kind of put me in a hole to begin with. So what I want to talk about is learn the value of money and just learn that just because you got it doesn't mean you need to have it. Like, just because you think you need it doesn't mean you fucking need it. Like, I used to just buy dumb shit. And I could sit here and list everything that I bought on that credit card that I still haven't paid off yet, that I still am in debt with, um, by some fucking magical being. Like, I'm in a good position now because I learned the value of money. And I feel like if I would have kept, you know, spending on dumb shit, like video games, just random electronics that I think I would want, clothes, like designer brands and shit. I don't think I would be in a good position right now to like actually have a house with my girlfriend. Until you master whatever is like fucking impeding you um, in your journey or in whatever goal you're trying to attain, until you master it, you're going to get the same fucking problem throughout, you know, your life. Because I always thought, man, like, I don't have that much money. I don't have that much money. How can I get more money? So I, I've learned to really cut back on what I think I need and what I actually need. I've learned how to start my personal projects. You know, I got my merch. I DoorDash now. Um, so it's just multiple sources of income. I used to invest, but I had to take my money out of my account and to help me with a couple extra bills. But you know, just find your side hustles. That's with, you know, financial hardships, side hustle, side hustle, side hustle. Every little bit adds up. But that's just my example with my financial problem. If you are going through the same fucking problem in like a relationship, you don't know how to treat the person right. You don't know how to make time for each other. You don't know how to have actual values and boundaries in the relationship. You're going to keep bouncing from relationship to relationship and you're going to be fucking unhappy. And the same thing with work, like if you don't understand how to have an employee actually have value to the company, 
then you're going to be bouncing from job to job because you're going to have shitty work conditions. You're going to be underpaid. You're going to be overworked. And you're going to be just bouncing from job to job with no actual path for your career. So like I said, this is just my example with the financial problem that helped me grow in other aspects of life. So like I said, until you fucking master your problem, your obstacle, until you figure out how to deal with it, you're going to keep getting it. And hopefully one day you just get it. That's just what I want to talk about with episode four, guys. Um, not too long, but something I think is worth, you know, you know, listening to. Don't be oblivious to, you know, your fucking lessons that you're going through. Actually get something out of them, have some value um, on the other side of the obstacle. I know some of you guys are going through a tough time with lockdown and um, some places are opening up, but um, just with mental health. Um, so if you guys know somebody that's struggling um, in some form or fashion, share this with them. Hopefully they can gather some grit, gather some fucking motivation from this and get through whatever they're going through. Well, that's been episode four, guys. Glad you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next one. Jane, Mary Jane, I don't like you, Mary Jane, with the gang.